Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart on Monday, the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from chimpanzee all the way down to chimpanzee. This week on the show, joining us in the monkey house for the very first time, it's co-host of the While You Were Talking podcast, Brian Colella. <laughs> Hello. Hey, how's Thanks it going? For having me. It's going really well. Hey, should, I don't know if we should tell everyone or not that we've been drinking all night at this stage. <laughs> should we call it? Let's just play it cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're sober. I think we can... The comedy festival didn't just end. We haven't. It's not nearly two a.m. <laughs> this is the first late night uh, primates podcast. Are you comfortable being involved in a an after dark primates? Prim- yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Now, uh, Brian, one of the first questions I ask new guests and also old guests is, "What is your favorite primate?" Yeah, I have an answer for you. I am gonna say the tarsier. Oh, Tazir. Tazir, however you want to pronounce it. And I'm going to say. I would it. like to pronounce it Tazir, or however I said it just before, which I think was different to how I said it just then. I say Tarzir, but I have no idea if that's right, but that's just um, how I say it. We, my family growing up, when I was growing up, my family had on our family computer a like clip art based program for creating greeting card type graphics is very interesting we should say to listeners yes brian does sound weird (laughs) yeah because he's from another country he's from uh seattle which is a country inside of america yeah it's very close to canada yes so but seattle is a city of america inside washington state yeah and it is famous for uh Many things, including grunge music, yeah, being the home of the big three of grunge, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Soundgarden, and uh, yeah, I guess they're the Bruce are they Lee. the big three, yeah, and Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee, is Bruce Lee from Seattle? Um, that is not true. He lived in Seattle for a while. Okay, that doesn't. And count. his grave is there. Oh, then maybe that does. And count. there's a museum. All right, you've won me back around. Bruce Lee's from Seattle. <laughs> 
Um, and also, obviously, Dr. Fraser Crane, the yeah. big dog of Seattle. He's the big one. Absolutely. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, he taught me everything I know about listening. Yeah. <laughs> how to say I'm listening, how to pretend you're listening. Yeah, I got all that from him. Yeah. He's from the show Frasier. Yeah, Frasier. For those who don't know. And also, cheers mm-hmm. to you because we're having a beer right <laughs> cheers, now. Good yeah. on you. Delicious. Uh, so the Tars year. Yeah. That's so, your favorite. What what made that your favorite? Well, so. Um, Apart from the family connection. On this computer program we had, one of the like stock clip art little graphics you could use was a little graphic of a Tarsier clinging to a like bamboo tree or right. whatever. Did it look like and, this? Uh, it was much cuter. Oh. Than, yeah, that is. They, not... They're sort of terrifying in, in reality. Yeah. But this little clip art version of it was so cute. And I don't know why it was included in that, but it was it was definitely a, a favorite among me and my sisters for use in everything we created within that program. So that's it's really the first primate that I developed an emotional attachment oh. to. And I maintain That's out of your mom. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Well I, the first non-human primate. Sorry, I mean, I'm I'm using my loophole against yeah. you there. Obviously, when we say primate, we're talking about non-human. Primates. I'm no Evan Monroe Smith here. Yeah, I'm thank not... you. You're not a big fan of Andy from Toy Story. <laughs> but they they are like kind of interestingly. They're so weird. They're cute and weird yeah. at the same time. They're quite a, a oh, they, great mix of the two. They featured. They got a big thing in um, in I think Planet Earth two. Yeah, they had a. A bit. And they, they did not them. make it into Planet Earth 1, the one we live on now. <laughs> they do look otherworldly. Talking about the David Attenborough Oh, series. sorry. Yeah. Yes. Great. <laughs> um, and they show them leaping from tree to tree and stuff and doing whatever they do and just clinging like they do. And they're, they're pretty fascinating. And I have I have one article that's cool facts about these wonderfully oh, weird one article? primates. I, I really thought you were going to come here prepared. With two articles. <laughs> Brought the one article. I I mean, that's I have, more than anyone's ever done before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had the one reason why, um, but then I saw this when I had searched for them to confirm that they were a primate. <laughs> uh, I saw that their eyeballs are the size of their brain. Yeah, which I mean, that's great, right? Well, I mean, tell Love me something that. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> We all know their eyes are the size of their brain. And they, they can, got big eyes. Yeah. But they've also got tiny brains. brains. <laughs> Hang on. Are you having a go at Tarsiers, your favorite primate? It's confusing so far. <laughs> and they can leap 40 times their body length. Wait, what? That's that is pretty wild. Good. That's a good jump. So f- yeah. sign them up. What's your body length? You're I mean, a when, tall you're, man. when you're talking most vertical primate or some shit like that, yes. get Tarsiers in there. Yeah. The chimp who, who did the, yeah, who's that chimp thing? Is kidding? <laughs> yeah, can it jump? Well, the most can a vertical... chimp even jump? Of course, a chimp can jump. <laughs> well, what this? Is, what are you bringing that into the equation for? Chimps can jump. Okay, let's well, let's get let's get one in <laughs> quick. Let's get one in, Greg. Bring in a chimp. Okay, great. I think, I think. Let's see. Let's have a look. Okay, let's see if this. Oh, he's well. That's no. Well, this chimp. I mean, it. It doesn't know what I'm asking. It. Can you jump, please, sir? You may have to ask in sign language. I don't speak sign. Oh well. Let's just leave him there. Okay. Well, he might jump if, if he, he j- wants to, and then we'll we'll 
let the listeners know if he does jump. But I've got to say, now, he's just standing in the corner. If he doesn't jump, that doesn't prove anything. <laughs> Not jumping doesn't prove he can't jump. It, it just doesn't want to. It proves he doesn't want to at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. You're jumping at conclusions. And he's not jumping at all. And what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm sitting here waiting patiently. Yeah. I mean, that's all I have for Tar's ears. They can. That's all you got. I have see. a headline. That's a beautiful headline. <laughs> uh, I've pulled up the uh, Wikipedia page. The opening paragraph reads thusly. Tarsiers are any, why have I started this, haplorine primates of the family Tarsidae, which in uh, which is itself the lone extant family, which means not instinct. Yeah, still existing. I said instinct, which is weird, because that's not the word I tried to say. <laughs> I was trying to say extinct. Yeah. And I said instinct. Doesn't matter. Let's move on. Uh, which is itself the lone extant family within the infraorder Tassiformes. <laughs> is that a Latin accent? Yeah, it is a Latin accent, yeah. I speak, I speak a little in the Latin accent. And although the group was once more widespread, all its species living today are found in the islands of Southeast Asia, especially in Sulawesi. Sulawesi, is that in Indonesia? Let me click and find out. Oh, wow. This this article I had up ends on a really brutal note. Oh, okay. It says the specific needs for tarsiers in both habitat and prey make captive breeding programs essentially impossible, and only around 50% of tarsiers put in captivity are able to survive. Habitat conservation is their only hope. Wow. And that's brutal, and also it's kind of... Something about that is better. Like, don't you think there's one of those things where you go, if the only chance of survival is captive breeding, is like, oh, that is that really survival? I mean, it's it's better than them going it's extinct. Totally. I'd if if I had a preference, I'd have them extant. Yeah, in their natural habitat. In their natural habitat. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Sulawesi is an island in Indonesia. It's one of the four greater Sunda islands. Well, that would suck if you're like, my job is to protect the Tarsiers and you can protect the habitat. Did but you if know they one start of my losing jobs... the habitat? Yeah, okay. There's nothing you can do at that point. One of my jobs is to protect the Tarsiers. <laughs> so that's why. Did Were you wondering why earlier today I was protecting the <laughs> habitat? That's because it's one of my jobs. Uh, yeah, it all makes sense now. I'm glad. So that's your number one. Yeah. That's great. Tazi is a really good. That's a, a, a fantastic choice. Yeah. It is so good. Much yeah. better than humans. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a weird backhander for Evan, uh, a man who is probably sound asleep at this time <laughs> of night, nearly 2 a.m. Yeah, I reckon he is. Um, now, Brian. He's not asleep at this time of night. Night monkeys. Tarsiers. <laughs> and Tarsiers. Tarsiers because they're nocturnal. Yeah. Um, they but do a lot of their jump, best jumping at What night. time is it in Indonesia <laughs> right now, though? That's the question that no one cares about. <laughs> time. <laughs> Why have I started this? Just at 2 a.m. local time for Tarzus, they would... What's well, 10.40? So, yeah, time. they're probably just getting up, so starting their day, heading to work. Yeah. Yeah, clocking Maybe on, grabbing clocking a... On. Well, mainly clocking Grabbing on. a long black and... Well, because they don't... No, they are no monkeys. 
I'm a Tarsier. I'm a night monkey. Not te- you're thinking of the night monkey, which is not me. I'm not a I'm not a night monkey, but I'm a monkey who loves the night. I'm a night monkey, but I'm not a night monkey per se. <laughs> yeah, they're compl- complicated creatures. The Tarsiers. So this week, Brian, we're going to talk about. I mean, you've flown a long way to be on the podcast. How long is the flight from Seattle? Um, Supersonic. Do you travel at supersonic <laughs> speed? No, I wish. Okay. Because it would be much faster. Yeah, faster than what do you travel it's at? It's a few hours to what? LA and then nonstop from LA to Melbourne was 15 hours and 40 minutes. Oh, to be precise. Going back, it's about an hour shorter. Thanks you to got whatever. Tailwind so, yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's just faster going south or north. Everyone knows that <laughs> for some reason. It's science. It's science, science. baby. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to talk today, uh, this is episode two of Weird Monkey News. I think that's what we called the first episode when Alistair Trombley Birchall was on. Yeah. Uh, during that episode, we talked, we sort of sizzled doing another episode. He never um, wanted to do another one. I could feel it at the time, but that's why I've got the person who looks most like him in the whole world, <laughs> Brian Colella. That's me. Did you know that about yourself, that you're the person who looks most like Alistair <laughs> Trombley Birchall? I did not. Well, is it is it weird to find out now? Um, at this moment, it's a bit odd. I mean, I knew I looked like him. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't know I was number one. Well, you're number one. Don't take that in, in a bad way. No, I mean, it's great to be best at something. Yeah. And if I'm the best at looking like him, then, you know. I got I to gotta roll with that. I've just looked up the name of the thing. It's Weird Monkey Stories. What do I call it? Weird Monkey News. Doesn't matter. Something it's Weird like Monkey Stories. Weird Monkey Stories 2, Back in the Habit. Weird yeah. Monkey Stories 2, Back in the Habitat. That's even better. But my, okay, I was going to say mine was about nuns, but yours is about monkeys. monkeys. And monkeys, are, they're more relevant than Apes. nuns. Even apes. Do you think monkeys have nuns? <laughs> yeah, question without notice. Sorry to ask you. Like, <laughs> Do I think monkeys have nuns? Probably. Should we explain the... your background more? Because you are obviously an amateur primatologist. Yeah. But you also work for Amazon. You're an editor. You're yeah. basically one of the biggest brains in the world. <laughs> Is that fair to say? I don't think so. Yeah, Okay. You haven't. You saying that I'm lying? I mean, my I have a decently large head, so maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. You know what they say about a person with a big head, big brain. I got a thick skull and thick, a tiny peanut brain in there. Thick brain. <laughs> oh, that brain is thick. 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 That's what I've heard about it. So weird monkey stories two, electric boogaloo. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> no, secret of the ooze. Wait, what did you say? Back in the habitat. habitat. No, that is definitely way better than everything I've said. Are you whispering to me? Whispering whispering to myself. I'm trying to think of a primate pun for electric boogaloo now. Oh, okay. I don't think it's going to happen. I reckon you've got something by the end of the show. I don't know. Blue. Blue. King Louie. Is that something? Who's King Louie? He's a character from the Jungle Book. Right. Is he? He's the the chimp. is Weird Trump? No, he's a is he's an orangutan. Weird Monkey Stories Two: Electric Boogaloo King Lou. No, <laughs> Electric King Boogaloo Ele- Two. No, what's the 
Um, what's the bear's name? Uh, um, Baloo. Baloo. Electric oh. Baloo Good King Louie. Okay. I feel like we're getting further away from it. <laughs> do that when you do the Jungle Book. Why is Baloo? Baloo is the... Uh, he's he, what, what is the bare necessities? Yeah. The b- b- bare necessities, yeah. The simple bare necessities. Okay. Of so, life. So we've both brought a few. Uh, oh well, I've brought monkey stories. I think you've got you've cast the net wider and you've gone for primate stories. Yeah, which I think is what Al did as well. Actually, maybe I did as well as the first <laughs> episode. Um, do you want me to kick it off? Yes, please. So I I haven't really read these to be honest. So I'm going to read them uh, with you. Uh, this first one is I don't know if it's well. The headline is from the Hindustan Times. Uh, and the headline is Monkey Consoles Mourners at a Funeral in Karnataka. That's very nice of it. Uh, a video shows a langur walking up to a woman and putting its hands on her shoulder and head as if consoling her for her loss. Uh, the strange and touching moment a monkey appears to console mourners at a funeral in a village in Karnataka has been caught on camera. A video that has been made its way... A video that has made its way online shows a langur walking up to a woman and putting its hands on her shoulder and head as if consoling her for a loss. I've said this already. Well, do you know what a langur is? Yeah, it's a primate. <laughs> do you not? Do you not know? No. Oh well, let me. Have you not come across this one before? Yeah, I've come across them for sure. Has anyone said this is their favorite primate? No one said it is their favorite, but um, the they're found in Southeast Asia, and the word langur means. Having a long tail. Wow, you know that off the top of your head. <laughs> it's commonly called a leaf monkey. Uh, they usually live in small groups of between two to ten individuals, and they mainly eat leaves, as well as some fruit. Uh, Linger spend most of their time in trees. They have white fur and black faces, and uh, that I all know off the top of my head. My top of my head is also known as <laughs> wikipedia.org slash wiki slash <laughs> That's what I call my, the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah, as you would know. Most people don't name the top of their head, but... Well, yeah. Um, I'm rock a uh <laughs> top of my dome. Like a really old song that I can't re- remember any more of. The strange and touching moment, a monkey appears to console mourners at a funeral in a village in Karnat. I've read this bit already. Yep. <laughs> the incident was recorded after the death of an 80-year-old man in Nagand. That's re- good. I'm glad it was an older person. Oh, okay. Because that came across poorly when you said, I'm glad after oh, I said, I said a man good. died. It's good that he was old. Okay. Know? Not good that he died. Well, I mean, it is. Because you can live beyond 80. Yeah. But everyone dies and should die. Should die? <laughs> I think I'll... everyone should die. No, I think everyone should live forever. No. No. Yes. Do you know how evolution works? As an as a primatologist, amateur primatologist, we wouldn't be here without yeah. monkeys, primates. No, I agree. Apes dying. I agree that we should be here, but I agree we should be here forever. Just us. <laughs> well, not just you <laughs> this and me. This generation. Everyone. Everyone currently alive. Why not? Stays forever. I'd I'd really like to live forever. We peaked. This yeah. moment in time is so good. Let's preserve it. I'm up for living forever as long as everyone else lives forever with me. Uh, so as mourners gathered to mourn his death, the Langur joined the grieving family. The monkey 
entered the house and sapped the man's relative for some time before eventually walking away. According to locals, this isn't the first time something like this has happened and the Langur has been attending people's funerals for about a year. The sound of loud wailing possibly drew its attention. This is a quote. It attends the funerals and mimics how we console each other. Paramashihwara Nayak, a resident of the town who has spotted the monkey at several funerals, said. Jeez, isn't that... That's something sad about that. She's saying in the last year she's noted this monkey at several funerals. She's had a rough year. Uh, she says, now we feel that no funeral is complete until the monkey arrives. Yeah. <laughs> I read that. I read ahead and saw that. Well, don't read ahead. <laughs> that's No funeral. No so, funeral is complete. I mean, on one level, already Imagine if you're so many funerals in a year. Yeah. And now going, well, I mean, sure, they passed away. Sure, we had a funeral, but. The monkey wasn't the there. The monkey wasn't there, so. so mm, try again next week. I, I still don't have closure. <laughs> Not yeah, until that imagine, monkey arrives. Imagine if it was your relative who died and the monkey didn't show for that one. Yeah. And some people would be It'd like, be a real oh, kick in the face. Maybe the monkey had a conflict with another funeral across town. Well, that's the thing that people don't understand. Maybe the monkey was sick today. And the you're Langer like, can't no, be at I... every funeral. India's a big place. And they'll try to rationalize it, but oh, it'd be heartbreaking. Yeah, that is brutal. That's a brutal fo- way to find out that you're... Yeah. You're not the business in terms and, of this monkey. And now you know the community around you also feels that if the monkey wasn't there, that funeral wasn't complete. Well, I mean, if that monkey doesn't rub, I don't even know if I'm putting it on the black tuxedo. Tuxedo? It's <laughs> a weird choice for me, but... And this is a... Is this a monkey or an ape? This is a monkey. Okay. Langer is a monkey. Okay, good. Um, it's not yeah. a night monkey. But now you know, you know, every it's day... It's a colobine monkey. Do you want me to tell you more about... Oh, no. hang on. No, you don't want to hear any more about that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, you're walking around, you're doing your business, you're going to the shops, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's looking at you thinking, what did they do wrong that the monkey didn't show? What's wrong with them? Yeah, okay. On the one hand. And then you're outcast. And maybe when you die, you don't even get a funeral because you couldn't get the monkey to show for your relative. That's true. That's brutal. This monkey has so much power in this community. It came and it came from nowhere in the last year. A year ago, it was nothing, and now it's the one who's like sort of putting people up or down on on the hierarchy. Yeah, they like forget about centuries old traditions. Forget like, about it. If this monkey isn't there, yeah, this monkey that's been showing up for a year, don't know where he was before that, don't know where it came from or why he's here now. Why does he have all this power? <laughs> he's taking over this city, this town. So the colobine uh, monkey, the thing you didn't want to hear any more about, uh, it's a subfamily of old world monkeys. The family includes 61 species and 11 genera, including the colobus monkeys, the large-nosed proboscis monkey, which is the big dick face monkey you would have seen and heard about. The big dick face monkey? The big dick monkey. Have you not heard of the big... Have you seen the dick face monkey? <laughs> I don't think so, actually. Oh, well, I don't. I don't Google every primate that gets mentioned on the podcast. Well, I'm you're sorry. wasting. You're wasting my time. I do want to mention that these langur look like really. I mean, I don't know, good or bad. 
they're either very good to have at the funeral or very bad to have at the funeral because they have this kind of like ghostly, yes, mournful look with the white fur yeah. and the black faces. It would be hard to not think of it as it's either like deeper, solemn like, or creepy. Yeah, is this somehow a representation of yeah you know, beyond the grave or yeah? I'd be I'd be diving right in. Anyway, here's a proboscis. What do you reckon? Look at that dick face. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Look it's, at that. <laughs> that's pretty fantastic. It's so amazing. Weird. Yeah. So now, what do you think about evolution? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we just got to keep dying so we can get more dick face species. Yeah, I think that's the future. I think we'll all end up looking <laughs> like that one day. I'm on the way. I got quite a quite a large nose, but yeah. uh, nothing like that dick face. <laughs> The proboscis. So that's the story of the uh, the Hindu uh, Stu Times monkey consoling mourners. So that we're off to a hot start there. Yeah. Is that yeah. weird monkey news or what? <laughs> do you have something that can? Oh, it's so weird. Do I have something that can compete at all with that, or do we should we quit right now? <laughs> have we peaked already? Do I have something sad or? No, it doesn't have to be sad. It just has to be super. The great and entertaining and, and fun and, and the best thing that anyone's ever heard. Okay, okay, okay. Um I will I will go with this one. This is from CBC in Canada. Oh, CBC, which is quite near where you live in Seattle. Oh, it's so close. I reckon Fraser Crane has been there. Hey, have you ever met Nanny Fine? From the nanny? No. Well, okay. If you don't know her story, um, I don't know how to tell it, but she she was out on her fanny. Yeah. Right? She'd been booted out. She'd been fired. Um, but then she started selling makeup from door to door. Okay. Um, she got to a family called the Sheffields. They didn't. The, the they didn't see it but the father saw more okay and uh she was there and that's how she became the nanny wow yeah in flushing queens that's a touching story it is it and uh on the other coast of america from you so maybe that's why you haven't met her but yeah i would have thought that would be quite a feel-good story over there i've been to queens you've been to queens yeah have you ever been to me I've been to Queens as well. It's a great place. New York is awesome. I can't wait to go back. I don't like it. You don't like New York City? Controversial opinion. Why is that? Is it because it's sort of like the Seattle of the East? No. It's just... It's too big. Too crowded. Right. What's the population of Seattle approximately? Like, uh, Probably our metro area is like 2 million or something, I think. Yeah, right. So it's sort of a Melbourne-ish city. Like less than half. It's like less than half of a Melbourne. Yeah, it's about that. But does the CBD feel similar? Um, not really. You've got a space needle. It's it's a bit different. I mean, it it is sort of geographically similar in some ways. Like we have a fairly small downtown, and then there's like suburbs radiating outwards. Yeah. But um, we just don't have like the same sort of mixed use development. Right. Because most American cities are modeled on New York, which is shitty oh. and so you have these like business districts that are just business so when people aren't at work there's just right. nobody there so like 
on the weekends and at night, the life in Seattle is in the different neighborhoods like Capitol Hill or Ballard or whatever. Yeah, well, you know, everyone's downtown, in Ballard. We all know people go to Ballard at, at yeah, night. Yeah, but the downtown area gets a bit kind of just dodgy and empty. Right. I mean, you've been at, you've been in Melbourne for the last month for the comedy festival. Did you find it to be that way? It's very crowded. It's much yeah. more crowded than I was expecting. The city is. But I spent so much time in the CBD, and the CBD is very dense. Yeah, I spent so, so little time in the city apart from comedy festival. Yeah, I'm not judging the city based on that, but it was just more crowded than I was expecting. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Is this the time to discuss it? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, all the all the people did you get to the, the streets are primates. Have you been to a zoo? While you've been here or seen any primates here at all? I've seen a koala. Well, that's a marsupial. It's close. Yeah. It lives in trees. Yep. It eats leaves. That's right. It eats roots and leaves, yeah. Hey, like my love life, am I right? I don't know what that means. But um the uh Did you they they've nearly all got chlamydia. Yeah, I learned about that. I mean I knew about that from before. Yeah. It's a weird fact. Apparently, they have a lot of more diseases. Yeah, and they just sleep a lot. Yeah, they they're sleep known like as very hours a day. They're more cuddly in, in cartoon form than in real life. Yeah, I think or as yeah. like a stuffed animal. Or what a stuffy? You, I think is what you. I'm, do I you would, call them stuffies? No, I don't call them stuffies. Not personally. No. <laughs> do you call them stuffies? No, it's super weird. Fluffies. Fluffies. Furries. <laughs> you think? Are you talking about furries? I'm talking about you know like a. That's squishy like a plush toy Plushies. type thing. Plushies? Is that what... I dive. I don't Do you say a... stuffed animal? I don't have a need to talk about <laughs> stuffed animals enough to have a word for it. I'd call them stuffed animals. Okay. Yeah. For you Americans, you've got... No, we call them stuffed animals you where know, I'm from. The Inuits have a thousand words for ice. Americans have a thousand words for stuffed animals. <laughs> and that's a cultural difference that I don't understand. Yeah. But, I mean, we are... We do look to America for our, for a lot of our culture, so and you, you should know, stop. I imagine that'll that'll start kicking in here. Now we'll start saying words like plushies, or whatever <laughs> you just said as well. Stuffy, stuffies. Something about stuffy. I don't like that. I just doesn't seem right for something you're giving to children. I don't know why. I've just, never heard of stuffies. I think it's just maybe it sounds like stiffy. Okay. So I don't like it. You don't? Yeah. No, I think that's a good. That's a good policy. And I'm like, no one, I'd never heard it called that until I was an adult and I met someone from California. I've never heard stuffies ever before. Now. Okay. You met someone from Seattle. Who, but Californians, you know, I've heard, I've heard about them. Yeah. They elected uh, Schwarzenegger as their premier. Yeah. And we but, all thought that was silly, but don't we wish we could go back? <laughs> to those days those halcyon days yeah. of the when, governator yeah i don't know anything about american politics but i i would love to know tell me all about it <laughs> start from the beginning george washington who is he what's his deal what? what's the deal with his wooden teeth yeah did that give him a power <laughs> can you explain that to me do wooden teeth give you power and do wooden teeth what do they rot away Feels bad. Do they look brown? I don't know Did enough about the wooden white? teeth. Did he have wooden teeth? I, man, I've read, you know, like okay, a we've all read. <laughs> I've read 
Washington a Life by Ron Chernow. Okay, well, which we've is all probably read the work. foremost biography yeah. of George Washington, and I don't remember many of the details of the wooden teeth. Yeah, do you remember I'm any sorry. of the details of any of the other parts of him? Weren't even genuine. Was he all <laughs> made of trees? <laughs> did he have wooden heads? He was paper paper mache. How many heads did he have? Paper mache with wooden teeth. <laughs> And this is your and leaves for hair. And you've named your you're from his state. Yeah, your his capital face is on city's our flag. also from. Yeah, he's the man. He's the main man over there. Yeah, is that is that weird? The wooden teeth thing. Isn't I don't know. Weird? I can't. I don't know if I can get beyond it. It's but he's so, from like what three, four centuries ago. Yeah, you know, late. Yeah, seventeen hundreds. Late seventeens. Yeah. Yeah. It was a different time back then. Yeah. People would have wooden teeth. It was pre 9 11. It was pre 9 11 world. That's something that people forget. Washington yeah. was from a pre 9 11 world, a more innocent time. They all had wooden <laughs> teeth back then. I think back then they would have, or they would have referred to that as like a pre 1812 world. Right. Because I think the War of 1812 would have been like the 9 11 of, of the. 1800s. And to, can yeah. you remind me what the 1812 war was? I don't know the details too much, but it was when England came back and tried to, yeah, tried to get their revenge. It was sort of like the end and of a burned, horror movie where they they burned down the White war. House. So the White House was burned in the War of 1812 and then rebuilt. I think. Right. I hope I'm right. That has been suggested in another podcast that I do called "To Go On." The War of 1812. Yeah, and the burning down of the White House. I oh. thought Canada burned it down. Um, this is why it was suggested to me. They might have been involved. I don't know. Uh, I'm not yeah. a I'm not a War of 1812 scholar, really. Well, I mean, really, that is for a different podcast because this yeah. is all about primates. Unless a primate burnt down that goddamn. It did. Oh, <laughs> a non-human one? No. Oh, <laughs> for a second there, I was very interested. <laughs> I thought maybe a langur had got a got some TNT. <laughs> Which is dynamite. Uh, it was consoling some mourners and it knocked over a candle. And, yeah, that's going to happen. How far into your story did we get? <laughs> uh, <laughs> really far. We did not get past me mentioning that it was from Canada. Okay, right. <laughs> the War of 1812. Yeah. Um, so this headline from CBC News, Calgary says these monkeys can barter but can they gamble oh good question alberta professor hopes to find out (laughs) (laughs) now i do too yeah so lethbridge researcher heads to bali to study bartering primates um so yeah an alberta psychology professor and team are headed to bali maybe this whole thing is just like we're going on vacation but Bali's a class. Do you know? Do you know much about Bali? Not really. It's just a vacation destination. It's, I guess. Well, from, it's um, important. I'm pretty sure uh, that at the end of Dunstan checks in, they go to Bali. Yeah. I think that's how the movie ends. To the return the. There's no. Yeah, I think they. I think they're starting a new life they're there. Releasing. No, I think they're they're working on a resort or something oh, like that. George I mean, Costanza's there, yeah. but also Bali in in Australia. That is the. That is the classic destination of the classic Australian. You know, a lot of people go that have weddings and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
it's the it's the kind of place that's probably been ruined the most by Australians. Yeah. <laughs> it's a paradise. And the worst thing about it is it's full of Australians. Yeah. And that's I've been there once and I said that going, Oh, how good would this be without Australians? Oh no, I'm I'm a real big yeah. part of the problem here. God damn it. Um it's me. It's me, I did it again. Anyway. Yeah, so I mean let's see if we think this story is just a cover for them trying to take a vacation or if we really well, believe. I think if they mention Bintangs, which is their big beer <laughs> over there, then I think we'll know. All right. So they want to find out whether a unique population of long tailed macaque monkeys can gamble as well as they can barter. Well, I mean, already I'm thinking this is not great use of science. I feel like we've got bigger problems <laughs> than whether long tailed macaques can gamble as well as they can barter. Yeah. So this professor has been studying the macaques for years. Found oh, okay. that they have developed a cultural practice of stealing from humans and bartering for food. And they seem to understand that some items, cell phones, sunglasses, wallets, the classic trinity. The big three. Are more, triptych. are more prized by the humans and are easier to steal than actual food. Right. And this quote says, it's a fairly well-established and unique bartering system in which the monkeys have learned that they have some control of the situation in the exchange of objects for food. So I guess they steal the stuff and then trade it back for food. I don't know. And it says the bartering process can take several minutes, and the most highly prized food item seems to be a raw egg. Oh. Happy Easter. Well, we're recording this on <laughs> Easter Sunday, so that feels super apt. It's perfect. Um, and then the professor wants to take the bartering research one step further. Oh, thank God. Because I thought, geez, you're holding it back one step. Let's asking, go all the way. Asking whether these monkeys can gamble. Mm. Quote, they might have a simple rule in mind whereby, if they stole a highly valued object, they know they can either get more food or better food than if they stole a lesser valued object. Now we wondered what the monkeys would do if we changed the rules a little bit yeah, and introduced some levels quaddies. of uncertainty <laughs> in the food that they receive. Compared this idea to a slot machine that returns two lemons, which, for most humans, would be an incentive to keep playing more. Wait, which, which humans want to win two lemons? <laughs> which when I read that's yeah. I think they mean when it spins and it stops on two lemons and you're like, oh, that was two. I can get but three. But if I get three, yeah. that's a jackpot. Right. But I was thinking like two, <laughs> two lemons come out and you're like, oh. What is going on in I Canada? Gotta, I got to keep playing. I got two lemons. Got to make lemonade. Keep oh, right. pulling the lever. Because that's a that's another big cultural difference. Le lemonade means a different thing in America. It means probably in Canada as well. It means lemon juice with sugar, right? Yeah. Whereas here it means it's like, like a, a lemonade is like more like a like a soda? Yeah. What you call soda, but what we call soda is sparkling water. Jeez, we're so different. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? What do you call Coke? Coke is, Coke is is like a that's a soft drink. A soft drink. I think we say soft drink word when you mean you say soda. We say soft. Yeah. Drink. No, I mean we say soft drink as well. Meaning soda. Yeah. Or soda pop. That's hey, like look, a. We're finding common ground. Yeah. You well, and you, me, Washington, <laughs> our version of Washington, who is uh, Mark Latham, we'll all get together. Yeah. And um, one day we'll form a new country called United States of Body Everything. Good I on you. We do have a lot in common. Name three things. Colonized by the English. Founded on the destruction of an indigenous population. 
and yes mcdonald's okay thank you <laughs> you've won me over that's actually you've nailed that as well that's the saddest trip ditch i've ever come across <laughs> and um yeah bloody hell <laughs> that is awful <laughs> but so true well done yeah my third one was gonna be like built on the backs of convict slash slave labor but McDonald's Which, is funnier, and you you know about the rule of three, and you weren't gonna fuck that up. Yeah, I'm a pro comedian. Are you really? Well, You've gone pro. I've seen S- Stu Dolman's shows, so. Oh, that's right, Stu Dolman's uh, comedy masterclass. I've taken a master class in comedy. He's been a he's a multi time guest on this show, and it's the perfect time to plug that show since you can never see it again. Yeah, which is a shame, but you can see his show next year. Buzz, Buzz 2020, Buzz 2020, get yeah. on it. Yeah, he'll appreciate us plugging this show. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, you should. This is invaluable <laughs> plugging. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know where this article is going, but basically, lemons. We want to know if monkeys also like lemons. <laughs> where are we going? We've gone from finding out if they gamble to finding out if they're into citrus fruit. <laughs> so I guess they want to see if they have cognitive bias, which is like if you get. So it's like if you get two lemons. Also, yep. maybe if you get maybe lemons is bad. You want cherries or whatever? Right. Uh, okay. So it's like if you get two lemons, you're like, oh, well, that was the worst possible thing. So the next one, okay, I'm going to hit it. Because they're saying now, like, if you've seen red come up six times, you think that black is more likely in rural. Right. But in reality, it's still the exact same odds every single time, no matter what's happened in the past, as far as we know. Yes. <laughs> Modern science has not been able to prove any any underlying currents there. Um, so yeah, they just want to see if there's any common and evolutionary origins in the kind of cognitive biases that problem gamblers experience. I mean, all they're trying to do is find out if there are any, you know, the things you just said. We get yeah. it. We've all had those questions before, cognitive biases, etc. And the perfect it. place to do that is to go to Bali and go to a casino? Yeah, find where the lemon trees are at. Yeah, how how many shows did you see this festival? I'm going with, I mean, it's sort of 79, but it's also 80. Yeah, because of the drunk cast. You saw the little. Well, that's a show on this in this uh, podcast network. Yeah, little dumb little dumb dub, dub, dub club, little dub dub club. <laughs> but that episode will never be released. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that, what a wild time. I can't imagine if it was released that anyone would be able to listen. It was, but it was, it's amazing. Like the, all the biggest comics in Australia and some from around the world. And you're just like, oh, you know, it is the loosest thing you'll ever see. Yeah. And there's so much stuff happening. That it felt like something indescribable. It felt like spinning around and just like gr- gripping as hard as you can just yeah. to hold on to understand what was going on. It was a wild time. Um, and uh, the perfect way for you to finish. 80 shows is that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a good number. I'm pr- I'm I'm happy with it. There's you know, so the, many shows I didn't get to see that I wanted to, which is Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, you saw so many shows. We also saw about 10%, maybe a bit over 10% of all the shows. Yeah. Well, cuz of the repeats. Yeah, so I would be around 10% probably. Yeah. Um there's a sentence in here this this professor who's interested in the gambling apparently a few years ago discovered that adolescent female macaques were humping the backs of deer in Japan. Yeah. 
I mean, we've all, uh, sorry, this podcast is all about new information. <laughs> we all know that adolescent macaques hump the backs of deer. That's um, something that okay, was maybe okay. the first thing okay. I ever learned. I'm sorry. I learned that, then I learned, you know, my two times tables. All right. Adolescent I... macaques hump the backs of deers. Two times one is two. I'm so sorry. Two times two is four. Two, t- etc. Well, maybe it'll push me to go further than that. Bookmark that link for whatever this episode is called. Three. What do you mean by that? That's a weird way of saying <laughs> weird mon- name. Weird monkey stories. Weird monkey stories three. Yeah, don't disrespect it. Uh, weird monkey stories three. Uh, <laughs> what's it? I can't think of a single third. The return with a vengeance? of the Jedi. Oh, with a vengeance. Or is that two? Uh, what's the movie Die Hard with yeah. a Vengeance? No, it's Die Hard One. Yeah, the first Die Hard Two. <laughs> with a, maybe Die Hard Two is with a Vengeance. Die Hard Three. Uh, three. All right. Something. All right. Damn it! Why? Why not know this? Is is it because it's in the middle of the night? What about Mad Max? You got Mad Max. You got the Road Warrior. You got a third one. Uh, is it the Thunderdome? Die Hard with a Vengeance is the third. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Die Hard 2 might be Die Harder, is it? Result. Or it's just Die Hard 2. It's got no... Oh, Die Hard 2. Back in the habit. <laughs> die Hard 4, live free, die hard, and Die Hard 5 is a good day to die hard. That's fine. That sounds, it kind of sounds like a James Bond film. Yeah, does the concept of live free or die hard translate to an Australian audience? No. Does it? I'm not sure. I feel like that's Let's not say very... yes, just in case I sound dumb. <laughs> I feel like that's such an American piece of bullshit right there. I know I know the Vandal song, Live Fast Diarrhea. Give me liberty or give me death. Okay. That's Similar a idea. A couple of classic American <laughs> catchphrases. Live fast diarrhea and give me liberty or give me death. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, my next uh, story I want to talk about is this photo, which I think everyone will know if I just say it. It's the buff monkey photo, which has been shared around social media so much lately. Um, but LiveScience.com has uh, done a story about it. I'd argue a too long of a story about it uh, for me to read all of it. But it says this. A monkey in a Finland zoo recently gained a lot of attention on social media for her unusually buff body. But she isn't quite as muscular as she appeared. Uh-oh. Interested? This is, yeah. I Let's read more. Yeah. In the photo, the primate, a female white-faced sucky monkey named Bay, crouches on a branch in her enclosure in the Helsinki Zoo. Her arms, chest, and legs look exceedingly bulky in contrast to her small, glowering face, making her seem as heavily muscled as a steroid-infused bodybuilder. (laughs) But in reality, the monkey's muscles aren't all that impressive. I mean, this is... 
starting to feel in like, reality. Let's. I mean, it's a brutal takedown from life science. Uh, and the suggestion of bulk came from Bay fluffing up her abundant fur. Zoop representatives told Life Science. White-faced suckies are native to Brazil and parts of Venezuela and Indonesia, spending most of their time in rainforest canopies at heights of up to 82 feet above the ground, according to the University of Michigan's Museum of Zoology. M- Michigan, that's a place in America. Correct. Michigan, Michigan State is a thing I've heard of. Michigan, what Detroit, yeah. the Tigers, my baseball team are from yeah. Michigan. Wow. Also, the Lions, who are the team of Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he wears the Detroit Lions jumper on his. So the Detroit have gone the Tigers and Lions for football and baseball. Yeah, and then the Pistons for basketball. Yeah, and then the. Oh, what else is there? Oh, you, what do you soccer? Well, I don't think no, I don't think they have a soccer team. The Saki Monkey, the Red Wings for oh. hockey. Ah, oh, Red Wings. Oh, that's a big one as well. So they got four big teams. Yeah, is that would most places have it? New York would have like, more than that because they got multiple basketball. Yeah, they got tons. They got two baseball, two basketball. One. Do they have one hockey? They have. They have the New York Rangers, the New York Islanders. Also, the New Jersey Devils are... Well, New Jersey's a different state, mate. Yeah, but... We've talked you, to the Devils Have you before. been there? I have been New there, New Jersey's yeah. very close to New York. It is, yeah. That's just so through the tunnel. Because, like, the New York Jets play in New Jersey. Right. Right? I've been to Rutgers Stadium. Oh, that's in New Jersey. That's, that's a yeah. college team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a Brunswick there, which is where we are in Melbourne. They've also got oh. a Brunswick over there, I believe. Yeah, and there's a whole province in Canada. Uh, I call them a Provence, <laughs> but I'm a little bit more cultured than you, so I would, wouldn't I? Oh, Provence. Uh, oui, oui. <laughs> oui, oui. Um, yeah, so. Oh, it's too bad they didn't spell her name B-A-E. This is Bay. Yeah, it's B-A-E-A. So it's B, like B, Arthur. Yeah, all right. Oh, right. I said Bay, but it's B. Sure. So yeah, it's th- that whole photo which went so big. It's all it's it's basically a myth. It's 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 mainly all puffy fur. Is it a hoax? It's not a hoax. Perpetrated I'm, by the monkey. Oh uh, well, yeah, no, okay, that's probably it. So the the tweet that the Helsinki Zoo put out said this: "This is B. She's in good shape, but those are not her muscles. She's showing off with her fur and fierce frown." B is the leader of the white-faced Saki troop in Korkazari Zoo in Helsinki. I don't I mean, why not just go, yeah. I like how they're so quick to come out and be like, no. Whoa, hey, whoa. I know what you're thinking, but it's not on. (laughs) That is, they're not her muscles. It's just her fur. Oh, Uh, you're impressed by this? Don't. Don't don't be. be. Don't be. It's not impressive. Oh, this is going viral. You have interest in our monkey? Don't. Stop. Look away. No, there's look no, away. I've got science to tell you. Literally nothing to see here. It's just fur. It's fluff. Okay? Don't come to the zoo. Don't tweet about it. Don't be impressed by puffiness. You shouldn't be. She's weak. She's a weak monkey. Yeah. She's got nothing. Come If you wanted to, come fight her. You'd beat her. <laughs> She's beatable. Don't be fooled. Check out Zach. Yeah, the zookeeper. He's buff. He's ripped. Yeah. 
Come to come by the zoo. He'll take off his shirt for you. Yeah. Now this Forget is the a monkey. buff guy. <laughs> Zach's got you want to see muscles. We got him over there. Yeah. Check on Zach. Forget B. We're actually shutting down this part of the zoo. Yeah. They're no gonna one's st- ever going to see her They'll again. They'll remain here, but it's a private residence now. Don't even look at her. Don't look at her. The article goes on to say, as for Bay's fabulous fluffiness, <laughs> why does it say fluffiness? Is that an Americanism? Floofiness? That's No, that's not. Floofiness. It's not a word. Fluffiness. I mean, that's how I'd pronounce the word I'm reading on the screen, yeah, but floofiness. it's not one. Hmm. Many types of animals fluff their fur. This is what you get from AliveScience.com. Well, this is a scientific thing. They're probably pro-primatologists. So they fluff their fur to appear bigger and more intimidating when threatened. However, sake monkeys are typically not aggressive towards each other. An unusual fluffiness such as Bay's display is usually only to show off to other group members. See, what gets me there is they went with floofiness in the first sentence, and then later in the paragraph they did the correct fluffiness. What's going on? What? It's a mess. I mean, the first part was the the, the journalist here, the life science journalist who was unnamed, and the second one was a direct quote from, uh, from a zookeeper called yeah. Walrus from Finland. Um, I Marty- just think... This could use some copy editing. Yeah. Well, which is what you do for a living. Yeah. Okay. So that comes that comes with extra weight. Yeah. Um, unlike a fl- the f- there's no fluff here. That's just pure muscle mass. Yeah. From an Amazon editor. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, it says the mighty appearance might be enhanced by shaking a branch vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking. Why are they working so hard to make? This buff monkey sound less buff than it is. It's a buff monkey. Let's be cool with that. Here's a hundred reasons why this monkey is nothing. Yeah, I really think they should just let this monkey have its moment. Yeah. Dogs. The dogs, those Finland dogs. Hey, you dogs. <laughs> why have you been such dogs to this monkey? You know, this monkey's just trying to be tough. What's the problem with you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't be such a dog. What's going on? Walrus. Now, nah, good on you, Walrus. You're doing great work there at the zoo. And, um, Maybe. I, well, yeah, I have no idea, I assume. Are they accredited by the... I, I think they're accredited by someone. Yeah. Do you have any more stories? I got more to come if you don't have any. I got something. Hit me with something then. I got something this Give one. Give me something weird. Oh, something weird? Well, I mean, the name of this episode is Weird Monkey News. I'm what give... is it called? Weird Monkey Stories. I'm going to give one that's quick. How about yeah, that? quick monkey stories. Now we're talking. And here we go. This is from myfox8.com. Yeah. And it says, help the North Carolina Zoo name its new baby chimpanzee. Yes, can we? So, yeah, we can. Unfortunately, they don't want name submissions. It's just a vote. But I thought maybe the listeners oh, of this podcast great. could throw some weight into What's the name? You, you've got a name. a name that you think we should all get behind. I don't. Maybe you can see if you like one. Okay. Um, also, they've already given the options. Yes, yeah, so they've given a few options, so we're not going to be able to name it like Chimpy McChimp Face. But we might be able to um, get behind the best one. Yeah. Let's see if there's one that takes. See what our we got. Attention. So yeah. So we have oh, like a week left to vote, basically. Okay. 
Um, from Thursday? From... When anyone's going to hear this? Are you talking to me right now? The voting closes April 29th. April 29th. Okay, so we got got a couple of days. So there'll be a little bit of time for anyone who really wants to get on it. A couple of days. So... So yeah, so this baby was born on March 18th, and they're holding a contest to name it. The names were chosen by zookeepers and are all of African origin. So you got Ayo, which like is the that. word of the Yoruba people for full of joy or happiness. That's a positive name. I like that. Kojo. Oh, I like that more. A, what does that mean? Oh, wait till you hear. It's a word from Ghana meaning born on Monday. Oh, okay. That is the clear winner so far. Masaka. Oh, a... no, that's better again. Are you, are they all going to be Masaka? It's that's... a large town in Uganda. Yes. And then Obi, which is a word of Nigerian origin, meaning one who charms others. Heart. Oh, oh that's lovely. No, it's got to be the born on Monday. Born one. on Monday. So bizarrely specific. <laughs> yeah. So what, what's that called? What's that is? Kojo. What's a... Sorry, Brian. What's that is? What's that is? <laughs> Sorry to ask a question you probably often get asked, but what's that is? <laughs> yeah, well, so what's that is is Kojo. Kojo. Okay. I think I think we should get behind Kojo. Yeah, get behind Kojo. So I'll put it. Should we put a link in the description of the show? Click yeah. on it and you can vote for Kojo. Yeah, it's nczoo.org slash baby chimp. I was and born on Monday. We don't need to go into North Carolina facts. It's from North Carolina. Well, that's interesting because I know a few facts about North Carolina. Well, the mother was 20 years old, so young mom. Young mom. Um, apparently, though. I was born on a mum day. <laughs> Hang on. I want to vote. I want to vote for the name right now. Go Joe. Oh, guess what? Guess what? What? Guess how they're conducting this vote. Uh, you have to sign up to you. No, guess what system they're using? <gasps> Survey Monkey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the greatest of all the surveys. Oh shit! Oh wait, I thought I could vote four times. No, I just get to rank them in order of favorites. Okay. Kojo is our favorite. Yeah. Masaka second. Yeah, I think so. Ayo third. Ayo. I mean, they're I, all great. Yeah. Obi fourth. <sighs> great. It's, it's hard to split them. Obi's also. Fantastic. Powered by Survey Monkey. Oh, that's amazing. That's perfectly done. That's wonderful. But um one yeah, let's see. There's just one other fact here that was interesting, which is that this birth is significant because there have only been two other successful chimp births at Association of Zoos and Aquariums accredited zoos in the past two years. Right. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. It's getting hard. Not enough monkey loving. Yeah. Wait, did, no chimp loving. Chimp loving, yeah. Uh, so their their troops aren't aren't going so great. You know, this is called the the monkey weird monkey weird stories. Monkey and stories. You've, you've done an ape story there, but that's okay. I'd say hey, that's okay. I think it's a. I think we definitely. I'll just go now. I don't know why it's called weird monkey stories when they're not all weird. They're not, not all monkeys. They're not all stories. They're not all stories. Um, I'll, here's my final one. This one is from ScienceAlert.com, and it's headlined, Ethically Fraught Experiment Has Produced Monkeys with Added Human Brain Genes. Hashtag Science Alert. Yeah, I hate it already. 
That'll, I mean, when it said eth- ethnic, ethically fraught, ethically fraught, that's not a great ethnically way. fraught, which <laughs> is, could be ethically fraught. That's not a good start. Are monkeys on ethnicity? No. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, short answer, no. Long answer, nah, mate. <laughs> Uh, in a bid to learn more about the way the human brain develops, scientists in China have added a human brain gene to the genome of rhesus monkeys. It's called MCHP1, and it's involved in regulating the fetal growth of, of the brain. Okay, this already sounds no good. What are we doing here? The addition does not. Uh, the addition does seem to have made the monkeys smarter. The transgenic animals' brains took longer to develop, more like those of human children, and they also exhibited better memory skills and faster reaction tra- reaction times compared to the unmodified peers. Is this how the Planet of the Apes starts? It does sound <laughs> similar. What are we doing? We're really poking the bear here. This is like a, I don't know, like a month or so ago, maybe like two months ago, there was a news report that was like, scientists says, hey, maybe we actually could clone dinosaurs and bring them back to life yeah let's do and it i was like didn't you see the movie <laughs> hollywood says we shouldn't do it jeff goldblum says don't do it uh, and uh, yeah i agree with jeff although i'd love to see jeff in a real life role as a dinosaur guy <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that your jeff goldblum impression no no i was sorry i was just freaking out a bit uh <laughs> This was the first attempt to understand the evolution of human cognition using a transgenic monkey model, said geneticist Bing Su of the Kunming Institute of Zoology. Uh, transgenic. Yeah, have they asked why it's the first? Yeah. I often, it feels like. This when is I, the first time. Oh. When it's the first, normally. I used to, um, I used to uh, work for an air conditioning company and occasionally I would you'd be called out to it a really old, like a 140-year-old house that didn't have any air conditioning. They're like, yeah, it hasn't had any air conditioning or heating in it. And you're like, you're like well, that's not a good sign. <laughs> I reckon at some point in the last 140 years, someone went, let's get some heating and cooling in here. There's a reason why there isn't. And nearly every time would be, yeah, there's a reason. It's just not possible. Or it would, we'd just have to knock half the house. Anyway, it doesn't matter, <laughs> but very good example. Um Transgenic organisms are nothing new, though, they say. The first was published in 1974 when Staphylococcus aureus genes were spliced into Escherichia coli, the first transgenic monkey inserted with jellyfish genes, was created in 2001. What are we, what are we allowing science to do here? Oh, that would have been... What would happen if you put jellyfish genes into a monkey? You get a real floppy monkey, I suppose. <laughs> Is that what they're trying to achieve? Maybe a monkey that can, can escape jail? Oh, yeah. Monkey jail. Speaking of. Okay. Zeus. Speaking of. Oh, you got a monkey. You're going to finish us up with a monkey jail. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, a jelly monkey. Jelly monkey. A Damn. sea monkey? Is that what a sea monkey is? I think that was, must be what a sea monkey is. Um, anyway, the, well, let's just scroll down here. It says Chinese genetic research is already being side-eyed. Well, that's a fun phrase. Side-eyed after the work of geneticist He Jiankyu, who claimed to have edited the germline 
of human twins. His American collaborator, Michael Deem of Rice University, has also come under fire. What's Rice University? Is that a place where they study rice? <laughs> yes. Oh, that seems <laughs> irrelevant to uh, this study. Is Ross a place? Yeah. It's like a, it's probably named after a person. Uh, Dean Ross, the old St. Kilda footballer. <laughs> yes. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. Thank God. Uh, it's difficult to know whether Sue's new research would receive the same reception were it not under Janku's shadow. But they're, well, I'm saying stuff that's not relevant here. Um, this is according to Steiner. He says, Steiner's a new character I've introduced because I haven't uh, read the part of the article where he was. But he says, now we have created the uh, this animal, which is different than it is supposed to be. When we do experiments, we have a good understanding of what we are trying to learn to help society. And that is not the case here. They are trying to understand brain development, and I don't think they are getting there. Okay, so he's just, he's not a fan of this study. No, he's anti- it sounds like it does sound a bit like they're just going. Let's see what happens if Let's we chuck some it. genes into this monkey. Jellyfish, human, different monkey. Yeah. What else can we put in a monkey? Add some um... lemons. Oh, now I'm listening. A lemony monkey. That's fun. Yeah. So this. I mean, the headline was always going to go that way. Yeah. Ethically fraught was never going to be a, a pro yeah. weird science experiment. Yeah. Hey, let's see what we do when we Frankenstein this monkey. And it's quite, um, it's a very scientific article, but I think what, what stands out to me is this phrase they use, making transgenic. Is that what is? What was the word? Is that the word? Transgenic. Transgenic. Yeah, making transgenic monkeys. Yeah. Like making. Yeah. Making When you're monkeys? creating a new monkey. Making monkeys? Shouldn't you stand back and go, are we really going to make a new monkey here? <laughs> it's like you're not breeding monkeys. We're making, making monkeys. Making monkeys. Hey, what we're doing today is we're going to make a monkey. I think anytime, yeah, when you get into making with something. Put your that... goggles on. We're about to make some monkeys. All right. <laughs> Now, put your gloves on there. We're making babies. We're making monkeys. babies. We're making monkey babies. So we're all right. Yeah, no, I think that does sound a little off. But I'm not a scientist, and I should I should really underline that fact. Just an amateur primatologist. Would you call yourself an amateur or a pro-primatologist, Brian? <laughs> uh, no one's paid me to do any primatology yet, okay. so... Definitely still an amateur. Haven't gone ranks. pro yet. Yeah. But that's, uh, I can still compete in the Olympics, so that's yes. great. Okay. <laughs> You're going on some weird old school boxing rules? I think even pro box are pro boxers allowed in the Olympics now? Um is that what you're talking about? Most, basketball most can be pro. No, basketball you can be pro now, but um I think Olympic baseball you can't be and swimming. Well swimming you can have sponsorships now. So that's all right. Um, I think like sponsorships are now mostly allowed. Are there some pro swimmers who don't? I thought the Olympics was the only thing that swimmers did. Oh, there's a lot of swimming throughout the year, different right. events. It's like nationals within your country. And then there's. What was your guy with the big feet? What's his name? Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. So Phelps was an amateur? Well, he, I mean. He's the only swimmer that anyone would know the name of. I think he was in college. Well. That's Apart from obviously Thor Peter, but I'm or, talking about outside of Australia. Australian swimmers are 
famous. Or my dad. What's your dad's name? Rick Kalella. No. Rick. What did he do? Rick Kalella. He swam in the 1972 and 1976 Olympics. Holy shit. All right. Well, let's see if he's got a Wikipedia page because if he doesn't, he doesn't really exist. Rick. He does. Okay. Bloody hell. What the hell? Richard Philip Kalella Jr. Okay. Let's find out who the dad is. I don't think there's a link for him. There isn't. Um, born in December 14th, 1951. Isn't that weird? You could not Google my dad's birth date. I don't <laughs> think it would come up, but I can do that for you. Well, you can Google my dad and see a picture of him topless. He has got, he's, his pecs are, holy, they're popping right out of that frame. That's in 1972, but. Yeah, I know. I look, I'm not saying that the photography was great, but the pecs are, and so he's an American former breaststroke. Yeah, breaststroke. I bet, oh, I bet yeah. you he is. Look at those. There's also a lot more personal information here that we don't need to go into on the podcast. Okay. Uh, it's opening up a can of worms. Okay. Which part should I not talk about? I mean, just all this stuff. Wait, your name's on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me. It mentions his kids, including Brian. Yeah. That really proves that he's your dad. It really proves that. But that, he also that that Wikipedia. But also uh, has a sister, Lynn, also an Olympic swimmer. Yeah. Were you a swimmer growing up? No. Hmm. How's no. the family say that? <laughs> no, they, they don't care. No, they, I was I was forced to try swimming like one time, and I didn't really like it that much, so I wasn't forced to pursue it. That's great. I, I love a family that doesn't force the kids to pursue swimming. <laughs> it sounds like it might have been strongly suggested, but not forced. Yeah. And I was just like, try it. Yeah. But then I had a And things. you said, nah. And I said, go on, try it. Have a little swim. Just give it a go. Wait, sorry. I'm not doing a Seattle accent. <clears throat> I'm listening. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. Thank you. Um, I'm listening. Yes? Yeah, I'm listening. No, no, you talk. No. What? No, oh, I'm listening. Go ahead. Okay. No, no, you go ahead. I'm Dr. Frederick Crane. Go ahead. I'm listening. You want me to go ahead? Yeah. You're finishing it. You're the big finale story. All right. Here we go. This is from uh, BBC News in Belfast. Belfast Zoo visitors petrified. By escaped chimpanzee. Or Yeah. You're doing more ape news. Families have described their shock at coming across a chimpanzee outside its enclosure at Belfast Zoo. Have you done the story already? I haven't, but I I did I did see videos. It He's, was pretty amazing. Did you hear the kids say, Don't escape, you bad little gorilla? No. <laughs> Which is not a gorilla. You thought, yeah, I mean, read Idiot. a book. I mean, that said something about the education system in Belfast. Yeah, Chantal Baxter said one of the big... Uh, should we do it in an Irish accent? Uh, if you can. How do you I do can't. an Irish accent? Turty tree. Turty tree. I'm turty tree. No, that's, no, that's I'm turty tree years old. No, that's not Belfast. One Get... of the big chimpanzees just appeared from behind a bush on Saturday afternoon. That's not bad. That's Danielle pretty... Monaghan said she was petrified the chimp might attack or take the kids. But the mother of two said the animal was not aggressive and just watched, and therefore the experience had been amazing. That's not a Northern Ireland accent, no. No, that's definitely more but, of a Dublin. But it's that's not a bad 
generic Irish accent, that's, I think. It's the best accent I can do these days. That's way better than I could do it. I to used to be, be sure. able to do New Zealand a little bit, but now every time I try to do that, it just becomes Irish again. <laughs> right. The main uh, Kiwi I can do is the uh, Tony Martin, uh, Tom on Foll characters from uh, his old uh, radio characters. Oh, hello, Tom. Hello, Foll. <laughs> from Invercargill. Anyway, that's not very good at all. But it was just saying words. <laughs> I said a place from New Zealand. Not really in its accent, though. Accent. We were jondles. Oh, you got an accent? Got an accent. Fashion chops is the classic, which I wouldn't do because that's offensive. Fashion chops. Fashion chops. Um, yeah, anyway, I can, I don't need to do this whole thing in an Irish accent. Um, but let's see. What did I like about this? Well, I like the, I like the don't. Don't escape, you bad little gorilla. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Way to go, child. Um, so I guess that just like there was just a chimpanzee on the path. So apparently the, the chimpanzees made an improvised ladder from a large tree branch propped against a wall. And this was the second escape, by, escape attempt by animals at the zoo in as many months. In January, a red panda went missing before being discovered in a nearby garden. Just having a cup of tea. Is it really? Classic Just having a cup panda. of tea in the garden. Um. So this family filmed the entire thing. <laughs> they just filmed it. It was like, oh, the, the bad little gorillas are getting out. Let's film the whole thing. She said they could not believe it when the smart, quote, quote, smart chimpanzees started to climb out. Um, and when they went to take a closer look, they ended up a foot away from one of them. Quote, I was petrified, obviously, having the kids, and I tried not to show fear. But inside, I was a bit like, what happens if it attacks us or tries to take the kids or runs over? Yes. But they went to take a closer look. She's like, I was petrified, but we went to take a closer look. Uh, She carries on, says, but we just had to stay calm. It may have been a different story if it had been aggressive, but it wasn't. It made us feel at ease. We walked past it, and it was absolutely grand. And that's such a great Irish word. Um, and then the that's other great. thing I liked was uh, blah, blah. We were a bit shocked, obviously, being approached by it. I suppose now it's easy to think it was funny, but it was quite dangerous, um, et cetera. I guess like one of the chimps just went back on their own or some of the chimps went back on their own. So they said, um, oh, so this is the, this is zoo employee, Alan Cairns said, we think what has happened is that the trees in their enclosure have been weakened by the storms, and so they've been able to break them and use them as a ladder to get out. He said the Jews' chimps were, quote, quite cowardly, so went back into their enclosure themselves during the incident. Why is he taunting him like that? You're (laughs) begging him to escape again. Oh, they're quite cowardly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's that's a weird way to go about it. (laughs) Chimps are walking back in, and he's like, yeah, you get back in there, you cowards. Yeah. Absolutely, that is so mocking him like that, and I think this taunting is, him to find another fallen tree ladder. Yeah, I think this is really sad. In the end, he says, "We like things to be natural in their enclosure, to have trees in it, but we will review it. We may have to remove the trees uh. or make them a smaller level, although we don't want to do that. So they don't want to, but they might end up just in like a small concrete 
prison style if they keep escaping. I mean, ideal. Of course, you don't want to because it means you don't have to do anything. Why would you want to have to do yeah. anything? But you got to leave some trees in there for those bloody chimps. Yeah, can't be a concrete jungle. And then I've got a fun fact here. Great, which might lead us into something, something, something that you usually say, which is humans and chimpanzees share ninety five percent to ninety eight percent of the same DNA. <laughs> They've just ended this article with chimp facts. The one I actually like is a full grown chimpanzee has five or six times the strength of a human being. Right, which is maybe why the other zoo was like. When the monkey wasn't actually strong, they're like, okay, now's our chance. Yeah. Because like. Yeah, this one. Like, sure, this monkey could like snap any of our limbs. But it's not actually that strong. But, but it, it doesn't look that strong, okay? That's, I thought it was, yeah, it was. I think and these it, ones are cowards. I think on last week's episode where we talked about Project X, I'm sure they said seven times as strong. But that's Hollywood for you. Always putting a little <laughs> bit of extra sauce on uh, there. And seven's just such a good number. Mm. So much better than five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, um, I mean, we could talk about the fact that uh, an ex uh, and, you know, multi-time guest on the show, Andy Matthews, some science, yeah. some sort of scientist. Some sort of scientist. Scientist slash comedian. Yeah. Who you, the you, classic. You know double. Andy well. Could you give us any insight into what kind of scientist he is? Or is it a mystery to you as well? He's a uh, engineer. Yeah. But you don't know what kind of scientist, right? He's he's many things to many people. He's an engineer, sure. But he's yeah. also some sort of scientist. Some sort of scientist. And you don't know. And I'm glad he's you He's the kind that doesn't really actively practice science, I think. Yeah. It just sort of rests on his laurels. I mean, a real scientist doesn't practice science. They do science, right? That's the that's the could have been scientists who are out there practicing <laughs> in their backyard. But Andy's out there being a scientist every day. That's where you find him, sciencing all the time, 24-7. All the time. We could call him right now and be sciencing something right now, I betcha. Or annoyed <laughs> by the fact we're calling him at 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, do we need to do a banana score? We will do that. Before the DNA Well, normally, but I mean, you've segued us into this first. Okay. Well, you can't segue us into this (laughs) and then try and backtrack us. Well, I did that before I read the script. Well, we've just And you told me don't read it. Don't. Well, (laughs) we're in a real tight spot now then, aren't we? So we do say uh, 98%, I think Andy said, 98, 99% shared DNA. What do you, which of the... um, Primates that we've talked about today, do you relate to the most? And how much of a connection are you percentage-wise? Um, let's see. What have we talked about? We've talked about the funeral. The funeral. I, I definitely identify with the funeral one. Don't think I identify with the gambling ones. Yeah. The bartering ones. I don't do a lot of bartering. I mostly just use money like a true capitalist. capitalist. What about the, um, the faux buff monkey? Um, no, I don't think anyone's ever looked at me and thought, oh, he looks buff. Yeah. So that's a zero. <laughs> okay, so it's the it sounds like I, the funeral monkey then. Yeah, the funeral monkey, and then um, I definitely think these these bad little gorilla chimpanzees who escaped from their right. enclosure using a broken a tree branch. I definitely. What percent would you give it? Um, let's see. I would say, for the, I think the, for the funeral monkey, I'd probably be at like. 80 percent 80 percent i yeah. definitely love a funeral i would definitely console someone at a funeral okay yeah provide comfort to someone in but would grief? you go to sure. all funerals for a year 
I mean, I would go to the funerals in my community. Okay. And I think 80%. that monkey's just being a good member of its community. Yeah, I think so too. But I think, you know, I I tend to wear a lot of blues. Yeah. So the sort of black and white aesthetic doesn't That's, necessarily resonate with me. School there, and I yeah. look a little more goofy and they're very they're very serious looking. Yeah. So I think Also, I don't think their dad was an Olympic swimmer. No, probably not. No. Oh. But I bet arrogance in the voice there. But I bet with a little jellyfish DNA in there. Yeah, they could. They could. <laughs> they could. They're so close. Um, and you also feel that no funeral is complete unless you arrive. Yeah. Is that true? <laughs> well, most no. I think most people tend to think. Yeah. Not me. Not you. But that's but what the people who know me who see me at a funeral think, yeah. now think. Oh, no funeral is is complete without Brian. There. I feel. I feel some. Um, kinship to uh, the monkey here on the Hindustan Times article as well. I'd say maybe not quite as high, but I would also, I definitely console grieving people. Um, but I don't feel like the center of attention like you. I don't think <laughs> people would think that a funeral is incomplete without me. So I'd say maybe like 66%. Okay. Um, the same That's number great. as the year the Saints won the premiership. Um, now, the other... Uh, the other section of this show that everyone loves is the banana score. What score would you give this <laughs> piece what? of media? Uh, how many bananas and how big is the bunch of bananas you give the score? I mean, normally, for the most part, we're talking about movies or, or TV shows. Yeah. Much easier to give a score for bananas. Now we've talked about four or five different news stories. I'm going to go with a bunch of six bananas. Yeah. Just... Well, you, I think you say bananas. Yeah, I say bananas. Yeah. So say it in your own tongue, if you like. <laughs> the American tongue. Banana. You're the first American guest. With, no, second American oh, guest, sorry. Third American guest, if you count Canadians. Yeah. What about Ben Russell's? Fourth American, American guest, if you count Ben Russell's. <laughs> Australian-born, American-raised. He does good He does good American Yeah. He's accent. a Texan. Yeah. Um, but you're the first Washington State guest we've had. I didn't realize how many Americans we had on the show until I started thinking about it. Until you started counting them. Yeah. It's a great way to realize how many of something yeah, yeah. there is. Um, yeah, so I'm going to do a bunch of six bananas. And out of six bananas, yeah, I'm going to give the funeral monkey six. Six out of six? Yeah. I like that monkey. I think it's great. It's a great monkey, yeah. It's, There's something really sweet about that. Yeah. And he's just being there, showing empathy, and he's... And just the way... she. Yeah. Funeral monkeys can be <laughs> women, too. And the way that they just look so... it's They sort of look like... Um, they're like an inverse of No Face, I think is the name, from oh. Spirited Away, right? What, what is Spirited Away? Is that the a movie? Miyazaki movie? It's the like it's all in black with a white face, but this monkey is all white with black face and wait, did you just do a reference to a some sort of a manga? What is this? It's a it's a Miyazaki film. I mean oh sorry, a Miyazaki film. Studio Is Studio manga or anything? Did I say this the Manga word... is more specifically like the kind of genre of like comic book, I believe. Right, sorry. I like, just sound like a fucking idiot. Maybe I mean, I'll... this is just like an animated film. Right? I really wish I could edit 
I wish I had a rule where I could edit stuff out where I sound like an idiot. But this That's fine. I'm sure it away. I'd heard of it, but I yeah, I don't know anything about it. But it's got the it's got the character that's all in black with a white kind right. of mask face. And I feel like it's got that sort of kind of mystical vibe to it, this languor monkey. Okay, cool. And it feels like I mean, I don't know. I guess an orangutan at a funeral would be great too because they have such like a mournful face. Yeah, It'd but be, maybe yeah, like they the, could really wrap them. Like if it was the penis face monkey, right? The proboscis. Dick face. Yeah, the old dick nose. What's the what's the what's the scientifically they call dick nose? Yeah. <laughs> dick nose. Yeah. So if it was like the dick nose monkey, you'd be like, this is hilarious. Yeah. But there's something we that feel better. He's making <laughs> us feel better already. There's something that's so like funereal about that monkey. It's so it just makes it that much more special. So yeah. I'm gonna give that one a full on six out of six bananas. And those are pretty much just freshly yellow, right? Wow. Maybe it's a like, little maybe a little green school. on the ends, which is my favorite. Just a light. Hint you love that funeral monkey. That's great. It's so good. Well, I give. And I've, it's making people feel better. That's true. While they destroy its habitat, it's like it's a real give and take relationship. Yeah. There, it gives the humans take. I give. Well, I, I'm going to go with the buff monkey. I'm going to give it, you know, ten out of ten, uh, rock hard green <laughs> bananas because that's what its body is. I don't care what its trainers. <laughs> What the zoologists say, that monkey is ripped. And if it's if it's all fluff, it's all fluff. You know, it's what do you call um weightlifters who lift weight for size rather than strength? Oh, what is that called? It does not matter. I have absolutely nothing I can do to help you here. I can talk while you type. Yeah, talk. Talk, talk, talk. talk That's a word. It's like hypertrophy. Okay. It's a hypertrophy uh, monkey. It's all about size. It doesn't care about yeah. strength. It's just buff. It's a buff monkey. And that's why I give it 10 out of 10. Rock hard. Yeah. Green bananas. Uh, so that brings us. Well, that's two perfect scores. Two wow. perfect scores. That has no, nowhere near <laughs> happened before. Um, well, we did pick the stories ourselves. And this so. is also the first uh, drunk episode we've done as well. Um <laughs> This brings us to the uh, last segment of the show, pre-plugs. Uh, it's the Patreon segment where we thank a few Patreon supporters. Um, and you can support this show and the other shows in this mini network of the Do Go On Podcast Network. Uh, of course, this podcast, Primates, but also Do Go On Podcast. Uh, and this week's Do Go On Podcast, if you are interested, is all about the spread Vegemite, which was suggested by you, Brian. Is that coming out on Wednesday? It or? is coming out yesterday. Uh, yesterday? Yesterday. Is it out already? It is out already, yeah. Oh, wow. That's right. Yesterday on Wednesday. As in, because this is coming out on Thursday. Oh, yeah. I'm you sorry. understand time? Yes. You're from the past. It's Thursday right now. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now you're getting it. <laughs> okay. Um. So, yeah, we... Uh, we did a live episode where I talked all about the history of Vegemite. It was very interesting. And uh, we did that at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Um, there's also another podcast called Book Cheat where Dave Warnicky talks all about books and classic books and he, he reads them so you don't bloody have to. Uh, so you can go to patreon.com slash do go on pod and uh, support us there. And one of the rewards you get uh, is I'll thank you on the podcast and read out your favorite primate. 
So here are a few uh, Patreon supporters and their favourite primates, including Dean Walker. Great name. He says, my favourite primates are orangutans. Bracket. I know I'm basic, but can you blame me? No, I can't. Bracket. You can't, I'm not blaming you, Dean, at all. No blame here. He says, I'm also a big fan of Gorilla Grodd, especially from the Flash TV show. Gorilla Grodd, who's a uh, bad guy from the DC comic universe. Yeah. He's a have gorilla. You, have you done episodes? It's right there in the name. We did. Well, I did an episode with Meso uh, about Ninja Batman or Batman Ninja, which yeah. was a yeah. movie that was on Netflix. But it was a Japanese slash American collab, I think, animated film where Gorilla Grodd was one of the key villains. But we haven't done a Gorilla Grodd special. I think I'll have to do a Gorilla Grodd Yeah. There's a couple of good episodes point. of The Flash that he features in. The one where he goes back and messes with young Obama, uh, the old American president. Um, Rest in peace. Barack, or Barry, <laughs> as uh, his friends call him, like me, Barry Obama. Um Thank you so much, Dean Walker, for your support, you goddamn legend. Uh, Chris, McDo- uh, Chris McDougal, I'd also love to thank. Uh, he says, hey, Matt, my favorite primate is my little Lego monkey. He's played with lightsabers, katanas, motorbikes, and rifles. Fun times! <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you so much, Chris McDougal. Katanas and bananas. Ah. Uh, Katanas and bananas. There's a kids show in Australia called Bananas and Pajamas. Yeah, we have bananas and pajamas. You have bananas and pajamas? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even work. Yeah. I love how you've is it as the just the Australian version? Australian accents and everything? I doubt it. You've got them. it's Americanified. Oh wait, or is it an American thing that I always assumed that was an Australian thing? I don't know. Whoa. 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 Sure. Do we? I mean, we've already, this episode's gone longer than I expected it to. But yeah. <laughs> let's look it up. Bananas in pajamas. You've already ruined this night. Uh, it's an Australian. Tele- well, according to Wikipedia, wow. it's an Australian syndicated in many different countries and dubbed, dubbed into, into other languages. Does that include states? being dubbed into American pronunciation? You spell pajamas differently. Yeah. We spell it the same way we say it, pajamas. Wait, you sp- you spell it P A J. Yeah, yeah. You just you just make everything spelt like it sounds. You make the language make more sense. It's real weird. Sorta. Where we keep a lot of English stuff, where it, they don't know how to speak their own language. Yeah, I they mean, because pi- you would say the way we spell it's pajamas. I mean, sure, but you say pajamas. Uh, uh. You say PJs, having a uh, PB yeah. and J in my PJs sandwich in my PJs. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get America. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you, Chris McDougal. I uh, also like to thank Sam Andresan. Jeez, that's probably not right. Sam Andresan. Oh, okay. Sam Could Andre- be that. Sam Andresan. Could be something like that. Uh, saying has to be the Emperor Tamarin. Has to be. No questions has asked. To be. Uh, because that is the kind of mustache that I aspire to one day grow. It is a great mustache, the Emperor uh, Tamarin. Have you seen it? Are you familiar with this one? No. Uh, I'll quickly bring it up for you then. Emperor Tamarin. 
It's almost it's like more of a beard than a mustache, but oh no, you'd call that's oh, it. it's a yeah. mustache, yeah. Yeah. She's a beauty, mate. Look at that. And that that's the classic photo with the tongue out. I love that photo so much. It looks like a cat. It's a primate cat. Yeah. It's great. So that is a fantastic choice there, Sam. And finally, Fred Rhodes says bonobos are definitely at the top of the animal kingdom. They have sex all the time with anything and everyone. And as a fellow feminist, I'm sure you respect and appreciate their genocratic society as much as I do. Fred, you bang on there. I totally respect their genocratic society as much as you do, and I assume you respect it quite a lot. Um, so thank you so much, Fred, for your support. You bloody legend. Thank you very much. Uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. Can you believe it, Brian? We did it. I, it is I too almost, late to, for us I to be doing almost this. almost cannot believe it. I can't believe that we made it go for over an hour and a half. This yeah. feels silly, but we did it somehow, and I, I think we both had more stories than we actually read out. <laughs> We really could have made this go even longer. Yeah. Um, but we've got to save something for later, yeah. obviously. Next time. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? How do they find your podcast? Um, anywhere you find podcasts, I think. You know, you got it on Spotify, iTunes. I'll put a link in the description. Do you, want, do you want to give a things. quick description for the listeners? Um, yeah, it's called While You Were Talking. It's me and two of my friends, Sabrina and Aaron, and... It's a little bit sort of Dugo on esque in a way. We each that good. Oh no. Um <laughs> no, don't not quality wise, but I didn't mean no, I didn't mean it like that. That was me being self-deprecating. Don't make I was not meant to make you um but we basically we each bring a topic or like an article or a thing. It's a bit like this episode that we've just done. And then um each person and we have no idea what the other person is going to bring and then we go around the room so every episode every person has to bring one thing and then we share and then we react and it's here's what i was thinking about while you were talking is the full name so it's one person talks and then the other two pretend to listen and then reveal what they were thinking about that's great and yeah and it's pretty fun we have a good time making it we try to keep the episodes like reasonably short under an hour under 50 minutes if possible Wow, so fifty. Nothing like not this, possible. But <laughs> not possible. Good luck. Yeah, so we try to kind of keep it snappy like this. Keep it snappy, yeah. Snap, 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 and then uh, we're done. And and then what? What's your best social media for people to follow you on? Um, I mean, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. You're My, a grammar more than a Twitter. Yeah, though, right? I'm more of a grammar. I take photographs and post them on Instagram, and so. And your Instagram it's, is it's BPC. Spelled out B E E P E E S E A. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, people can find me if they want to on Twitter at Matt Stew underscore art and Matt Stewart comedy on Facebook and Instagram. I'm sure people listening to this have no idea where to find you. <laughs> and also, yeah, I didn't really consider that. <laughs> and also, if you want to find primates, it's primatespod uh, at gmail.com on email or primatespod. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and please give us five stars. Thank you. Give us a five. Wait, star are you review. asking for your review for your <laughs> podcast or mine? For primates. Okay, great. But also yours. Go to iTunes while you're there. Search for primates. Give it five stars. Yeah, and then tell us what you really think, because I I do want to know. I'm I can handle it. 
I love I love getting real criticism. Generally, tell me what you think. Um, but do it with a five star review because that means everyone bloody wins. Uh, now we normally finish the show with a classic sign off. Um, and uh, we just riff it in the moment. You yeah, know, we pretend it's a real thing, mm-hmm. but you know, okay, great. You've listened yeah. to the show before, I think. I you have. understand? Okay, great. So thank you so much for joining us, Brian. It's been a real pleasure to have you in all the way from Seattle. I can't believe you flew over just for this podcast, but uh, I think it definitely was worth it. Um, and as we always say here on Primates Podcast, Tarsier later. <laughs> that is very good. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.